Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Creative Alchemist podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you so, so much. If you'd like to become a supporter and help make this show possible, tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the creative alchemist to become a monthly supporter. Thank you all again and enjoy. It's another episode of the podcast, and I'm really excited about this one because I'm actually answering questions from y'all that you've submitted on Instagram a couple weeks ago, and so I'm just going to kind of hop right into it. No, I'm not. I'm lying. So uh, in case y'all don't know, I am a full-time artist and poet. I just celebrated three years of being on this path. It has been challenging. It's, I mean, it's still challenging. Uh, Can we say taxes? Um, (laughs) um, But it's also been the dopest ride ever because I am my own boss, because I get to shape my own days, because I get to forge these connections with, with the people that I work with in ways that I couldn't when I was working for somebody else. And it's been beautiful. And I've had some really dope moments. I've graced some really amazing stages. And it's been a big deal. And I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. I am excited to see how I get through the challenges. Because I'm going to get through the challenges, damn it. And I'm really excited to be able to share that information with y'all once it's happened. So... Keep submitting the questions, and um, hopefully I'll have questions every episode from y'all. Um, I'll keep gathering those up. But first, uh, first question. <laughs> uh, this question was submitted by Chris B. Amazing. Shout out to Chris. Uh, and the question was, when will you get Chris B. Amazing as a guest? <laughs> Great question. Fantastic question. So, um... Basically, in a nutshell, uh, whenever you want, my guy, like, you know, communicating and coordinating schedules and all that good stuff. Uh, Hopefully you feed me in the process. That would be really dope. Uh, Hopefully you also buy me a Malta. That would be the best, actually. Shoot, I really want a Malta right now, matter of fact. So uh, that would be when I would have you as a guest. So there question one. Thanks for the question, Chris. Uh, Question number two comes from Dim Bright Light, and they say, I'm a writer and a tutor. My prices are fair, but people want it for free. Oof. I feel bad saying no. How do I stop? Whoo. Man. (laughs) I, okay, so the simplest, most sure shot answer for this is keep saying no. Because when the when you say no to things, you're saying yes to other things. When you are when you are creating room for the yeses, the yeses will come. If you are constantly negotiating with people, if you are constantly uh trying to convince them of the pricing of the thing, that's wasted energy. That's wasted time, that's wasted energy that you could use on finding new ways to connect, find, advertise to people that'll pay you a fair price. 
And especially if it's coming from people who say that they care about you and care about what you do and really see the value in it, then they should be backing that up with the dough. Not to say that dough is everything. It's not. But if you're saying that your prices are fair or more than fair, then you should... (laughs) Then people shouldn't have a problem paying for it. Obviously, if they're coming to you for your services, if they're coming to you for your writing, if they're coming to you for your tutoring, then you must be doing something right. You must be doing something of value, in which case... They need to honor that. They need to honor that skill set, that energy, that time and effort that you've put into your craft, into what it is that you do, what it is that you offer, and put the money in the bag, yo. Like, <laughs> it's not it's not that complicated. And I've been there. I get it. I have had people, friends, family, acquaintances, strangers, everybody on the spectrum of relationship, um in one way or another, try to uh, finesse me into giving something uh, for a lesser price or for free. And I have had to learn to say no. And no can be a complete sentence for you if that's where you want to leave it. Um, And besides, people always have the option to go elsewhere. Like if they really want something cheap, if they really want something for free, they can go and put the effort in finding that free, cheaper option out there. You are not going to be losing out by cheapening what it is that you do. You know that there's value in it. So keep that price and yo, like stunt on them. If anything, up the price. Shoot. I don't know. I'm being petty. I'm being petty. That's just me being petty. But um, again, I've been there and I had to learn how to say no. And it was one of the hardest lessons ever because I don't want it to be awkward between myself and the other person. I don't want it to seem like I'm coming off as bougie or like I'm asking for too much. Um, And I've had to learn over time that what I'm doing is valuable and in a world that that, you know, there's the idea of starving artists and starving creatives and, and, and tortured artists and all that. There are a lot of stereotypes that I've had to fight against. And one of the biggest things that I've had to, and that I continuously am, um, fighting against is, is that idea that what we do is just a hobby and that it's not a skill set when everybody has a skill set. And it's valuable and it's an energy exchange, right? Money, again, money isn't everything, but money is a tool and money is an energy exchange. So if I'm going to be bringing to you the best that I've got, then you should be investing right back into me so that I can keep going. Yeah, shit. So in terms of how to stop, I would would say work on... Work on saying your no's. Work on, work out a price list so that you have something down in writing um, that lets people know. Maybe it's something that you can send to people ahead of time and be like, yo, these are my prices. They are non-negotiable. Um, you can, let's see, what else have I done? Uh, one of the things that I did because I like to try to be accessible to folks without like cheapening my prices is... Um, if they want to put um, 
some sort of money down ahead of time, a deposit ahead of time, then that has also been helpful with folks and, and for me. So, you know, put half up front and then pay me the rest afterwards. Something like that. There are ways to finesse it. But in terms of dropping your prices, that's not a good look um, because for you personally, it's you, again, it's you cheapening your own craft and it's you saying, it's you essentially agreeing with the other person and saying, you're right, what I'm doing shouldn't be at that value. You're right. It should be at a lesser value. And nah, yo, fuck that. We're not about that life. So no. So work on your nose, make your price list, set it in stone and know and let other people know that it's only going to go up from there because over time you're going to get better. You're going to get smarter. You're going to know your things even more. You're going to hone your craft even more. So let them know that they should try to catch you at this point in time because You're only going to be charging more in the future, and you should. You absolutely should. Hope that was helpful. I'm going to be on the hunt for question three, but let's take a little tiny break. Yeah? Yeah. Bye. Here I go. Here I go. Here I go again. (laughs) And we're back. Uh, this third and final question for this episode is from I Spy A Kelsey. By the way, shout out to Kelsey uh, and their partner who came from Massachusetts for my spring art sale here at the Alchemy Door Studio. I was super flattered. I was all like in my feelings and stuff because that was just really rad, really dope. Shout out to anybody and everybody that supports from out of state. Um, it's a huge deal to me. So, anywho. The question from I Spy A Kelsey, what are some methods you use to get inspired and get over a brain block? First of all, it's really cool that you called it a brain block. Um, That's also really fun to say, brain block. And it's also really difficult to say, brain block, brain block, brain block. Um, (laughs) Y'all will excuse me. I've been in the studio working all day. (laughs) Um, So some methods. So if I'm really, 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 really stuck on something, I try to take a step away from it and do something that is unrelated to the thing. So if I'm, for example, stuck on a painting, if I'm just not sure wh- like what, what color I need to use next or, or what, what else I want to do with the image, um, I step away from it and do something that is not necessarily related to painting itself. So it's not like I hop on my computer and look up more images related to the painting um, or more reference pictures or anything like that. Um, I will uh, listen to music. um, Although if I want to get like all spiritual and universal, everything is connected. But anyways, (laughs) Um, so I try to step away from it and kind of give it room to breathe, give myself room to breathe, which I think is really important. We We live in a society that is telling us to work, 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 and to kind of like chop down at the thing violently and keep going at it and grind and grind and grind. And and really, you need to learn how to rest, which I think also means to let your craft rest as well and give it again, give it give it space, give it room to to breathe. 
I think that also allows you space to let in new ideas and to uh, get new inspiration and to get a, a second or third or fourth win, however many wins it takes for you to, to get back to it. Because you will. You will get back to it. Um, other methods that I employ are, um, again, I do listen to music. I do a lot of reading. Um, this is also very tied into the, the inspiration part of this. I get feedback from uh, folks that I trust. I don't just ask any old body for feedback. Um, through conversations with them, through letting them see the thing or hear the piece if it's a poem, I, I, get, I get good, solid feedback from people that I trust and from people that, um, whose work I also respect. So that's always been super duper helpful. Um, having conversations with them in general is also very inspirational. People, to me, speak in metaphors and similes and poetry all the time, and I love capturing that. And also, for some folks, they speak in, um, in some really dope imagery, and I love capturing that too. There have been a number of paintings that I've done that have come from conversations with people um, or from reading something. Uh, so in terms of inspiration, it's definitely music. It's definitely books. It's conversations with folks. It's going out in nature and just walking. Um, we're so bombarded with, with imagery, with, um, with social media, with just noise that sometimes going outside and like going for a walk in a forest where it's actually quiet for real that just does something to the brain. And again, it's yet a different way to create space to allow new things to come in and for, you know, maybe to let some old old thingies go and, and you know, just, just leave. Just, just go somewhere else and to let go. I'm trying to think if there are any other sorts of methods that I use to get inspired. Some of my biggest inspirations. Hmm... Hmm. Journaling. Journaling for sure. I, when it comes to painting, a lot of my pieces are very, for me, they're very emotional. They're very sensitive. I like to think of painting as my way of reflecting myself back to myself versus poetry is how I reflect the world back to itself. So when I journal, journaling is very personal. I'm talking about my, my daily experiences, my emotional state. And from there, I, I, I kind of open my brain up to, that's, that's a siren. That's a siren passing. And I'm not going to edit that out. So there's that. Um, <laughs> um, I, use, I use journaling as a way to be more in touch with my emotions. And because I have that connection with my emotions, it makes it easier to make art that really grabs at the feels. So journaling for sure. Plus journaling just helps me remember in general. So I really, I am appreciative of journaling and it's a way to meditate too. I enjoys it. I enjoys it a lot. Um, and then when it comes to, when it comes to poetry, hmm, 
definitely the news, what's going on with the world. I definitely use my emotional state because I think the political and the personal are very related. So in terms of inspiration for that, I use I use the stories that I gather up from my own life and from the lives of the people around me, the people that I care about, the people whose voices I want to amplify and whose experiences I want to amplify, um, particularly women. So I use that as inspiration as well. Um, I use our, our joys, our struggles, um, our confusion, our questions. I use those as inspiration too. I think if you, I think if you also, and I'm not great at this, just putting that out there, um, that if you build a habit to write down or record somehow the things that do inspire you on a daily basis, inspiration will come to you a whole lot easier. If you make inspiration just like any, if you make inspiration a habit, then it'll be like any other habit. Um, Motivation comes and goes and inspiration comes and goes, but habits, habits are something that you build and thus that makes habits harder to break. So why not build healthy habits? Why not build creative habits? And I don't think we, we necessarily talk about that, about building creative habits. So if you make it a habit to every single day, um, doodle something inspirational or write something um, inspirational, a word that you like, an image that you like, a cartoon that you like, something from a movie that you like, and just gather those thoughts up um, and then, then you have those those sources of inspiration that you can always go back to versus, versus what I believe most folks do, which is I'm just going to wait for inspiration to strike me and then I'll create. Um, I think sometimes you need to force it at first until you make it into a habit. Um, I hope that makes sense. If not, please ask the question again. <laughs> And I'll answer it on the next episode of the Creative Alchemist Podcast. (laughs) Thank y'all again for your questions. Um, I'm going to be trying to get try, knee, try. I'm going to be posting episodes much more frequently and much more consistently. I love getting questions from you all. I love trying to help you answer them. I love all of us trying to figure this out together. Um, It's worth it. It's worth it. So until next time, y'all, toodaloo. Alrighty, mi gente. This has been another episode of The Creative Alchemist. I am your hostess with the mostest, Sulinet. You can check out the rest of my life at sulinet.com. That's Z-U-L-Y-N-E-T-T-E punto com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and support it with a monthly subscription by clicking on this episode's description or by visiting anchor.fm slash the creative alchemist. Thank you to our current supporters. Until next time, stay hydrated, stay creative. Peace.